Yeah, yeah. We might we might move to the kitchen. Oh, a different location. Are we live stream or not? Yeah, you're live now. I think we are live. Okay. Yeah, you're live. Yeah. All right. Bear with me, folks. We're having some technical issues. Okay. Yeah, it'll be worth the wait. <laughs> it puts a new meaning on travelling ministry. Yeah, that's it. Good on you, Tom. Um, let me just move this over here. Yeah, I kind of anticipated that we might have problems. We're not in our own home. We're down, down in Dubbo, New South Wales. And this is the GFCD 3D Bible study, the UK 3D Bible study. And what makes it 3D is you guys out there who are watching us with your smart devices, you can really put your thumbs to work. And the reason we're having technical issues is that we were too far away from the from the um, uh, Wi-Fi connection. Thanks, Gloria. My wife, Gloria, is about to join me now. And on the screen, uh, while we're getting organised here, maybe you and Tom, Wendy, would you and Tom like to introduce yourselves to the people out there in the third dimension? And um, we'll get ourselves organised at this end. Um, good uh, day to everybody and um, thank you for uh, watching and um, as always um, we enjoy learning with you. Um, I'm Wendy and this is Tom and uh, we're coming from uh, England at North East Lincolnshire. So we look forward to learning the word of God um, with everybody today. Thank you. Amen. Over to you Tom. Yeah, Wendy said it all, I think, but yeah, we're excited. We normally, uh, we learn as much as we try and help others and encourage people. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it, sharing the word with everybody. Praise God. Thanks, Tom. Well, I think we've got Kathleen and Keith joining us now. Right. So they've just come in when the fun's over. <laughs> okay, I'll just hit admit. And... Um, yeah, it's working fine now, Gloria. We're just too far away from the Wi-Fi down at the other end of the house. G'day, Keith. G'day, Kathleen. Um, Pastor Keith Wall and Pastor Kathleen Wall over there in uh, Bunbury in Western Australia. Would you like to introduce yourselves to the people out there in the third dimension? Over to you, Keith. Hello, everyone. This is Keith Wall from Bunbury, Western Australia. Praising God. Thank you, Gary. Thanks, Keith and Kathleen. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kathleen, and um, yes, it's been a, a little overcast day today, but never mind. It's still <laughs> been a fine day. <laughs> um, we're together again, just praising the Lord. Yeah. Amen. And we're organised at this end. Uh, yeah. Gloria, would you like to tell people out there in the third dimension where we are? Different right. location. Yeah. We're not in Queensland. We're in New South Wales, and uh, the city is called Dubbo. And my son lives here in Dubbo, and uh, so this is his house. So this is part of his kitchen here that you can see behind us. It's a beautiful twenty-five acre property with <clears throat> lots and lots of gardens. So it's really and like horses and, and all sorts of stuff. Dogs and a cat. And, 
Yeah, it's really stuff that I'm not used to. <laughs> it's really lovely. Bolly is so, a country girl, but I'm a city slicker. Yeah, so we had an excellent trip down. It took us 11 hours of travelling. That's including stops, and we didn't stop very long. Uh, so it was a long journey on Friday to get down here. So here we are, and uh, so it's not our usual little room that we have our um, meeting in, but uh, anyway. It's, yeah, we had a little bit of trouble when we were starting because we we're too far away from the Wi-Fi and it all seized up. Mm. But all good now. So, mm. Gloria, would you like to open with prayer and uh, lead us through communion, mm. please? Father God, thank you for this uh, very precious time where we come together as uh, uh, a body of believers who just are so in love with you and mm. so in love with your word. And we thank you that you have um, made a way for us to connect with people from different mm. parts of the world, that uh, we can come together and through the power of the Holy Spirit in us, expound the scriptures mm. so that those people who really want to know and understand the truth mm. have that word uh, brought to them in a way that they understand in mm. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you. Thank Thanks, you. Boy. When we were traveling down, I can't remember which town it was that we went into, we drove into a little town, I think we might have been looking for a ladies toilet. Um, and uh, we drove down the main street and it was about four minutes past 11. And the over to one side, there was a uh, here in Australia, we have war memorials and there were all these people gathered around the war memorial because here on Friday was uh, what we call uh, Remembrance Days and Remembrance Day in different parts of the world, uh, they have the same uh, remembering their veterans or, or remembering those who fight in wars for the contribution that they make for our freedom. And uh, it was really moving to see the number of people that were flocking to these little this little service. And uh, we remembered as we were traveling down and we put some posts up just to acknowledge the day as being mm. Remembrance Day. And uh, the scripture that I wrote down when I was asking God today, what to bring for communion, um, he gave me the word respect. And in John 15, 13, it says, greater love has no one than to, than that, sorry, greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And so we acknowledge on Remembrance Day or Veterans Day, those people who have given their lives or have gone into service for um, the contribution to make to keep our countries safe. And when I was thinking about that contribution that a man makes for his fellow man, I was thinking how much more did Jesus make for all of mankind and what respect he deserves to have for what he's done for the whole mm. world, for those who acknowledge him and those who don't acknowledge him. You know, he did it for everybody. Mm. And uh, so that's just the little message that I had that really touched me was so many people will flock to a war memorial to remember our soldiers and service people, 
how many more people should flock to communion to remember our Lord Jesus. And so if you're a believer out there, please join with us. Take that bread in your hand and remember him as it says to do. As I read through 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26, it says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that in the that that the that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me thank you Jesus for thank your you, body Jesus. that took the lashes mm -hmm. for my healing mm -hmm. I remember what mm -hmm. you have done mm -hmm. in Jesus name Amen. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Thank you, Jesus, for your precious blood that was shed for the sin of the whole world. Thank you that you died for me. Thank you, Jesus, that you are risen, that you are the living Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your holy name. We acknowledge you as our Lord. You are already at the Saviour of the world, and you are already our Lord. Thank you, mm. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. And thank you, Gloria, mm. for leading us through communion. Um, we are in a Bible study. This is the UK 3D Bible study. And we're in the book of Hebrews, and we're in chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Now, normally I can break these verses down into little groups, because generally, as you read through um, a chapter of a book of the Bible, it, 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 it covers a variety of topics, but not so in chapter 3. I had quite a bit of difficulty I was sort of like okay I'll put one and two together and then I like no three and four should be in that group and then I looked further on it was even more difficult so um, what I've decided to go with is um, Hebrews uh, chapter three and we'll read from verse one to verse four and I apologize if I haven't grouped it well because as I said I, I sort of um, had difficulty um, getting the groups uh, so we going to get glory to read one to four in the um, New King James Version. So we're in Hebrews up the top here, chapter three, and from verse one down to verse four. And then we'll go to Pastor Keith first, we'll go to Tom, then Wendy, and then back to Kathleen. Okay. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, Consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him who appointed him as Moses also was faithful in all his house. For this one has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he who built the house has more honour than the house. For every house is built by someone, but he who built all things is God. Over to you, Pastor Keith. Uh, thank you, Gary. Well, the um, opening verse is very good. Wherefore, holy brethren, <laughs> we consider ourselves holy brethren. See, we, we've got to realise that 
God is speaking to us, but are we acknowledging who he is and who we are? So it's saying here, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. We need to be single-minded to be a Christian, partakers of the heavenly calling. What is your heavenly calling? See, this is the thing, that we read these words, if we don't respond to who we are in him, there's a good chance we're not going to respond to really who he really is. Consider the apostle and priest of, a, of, a, of our profession or confession, a right confession here, Christ Jesus. So Jesus is our high priest. The one that died on the cross rose again and now he's our high priest. So we have access to God through our high priest. So we need to we need to get this very clear that who we are, but then who he is. Who was faithful, uh, high priest of the profession of a Jesus Christ, who was faithful to him that appointed him, even as Moses was faithful. So Jesus is a faithful high priest. So we need to be faithful servants of God. For this man was counted more worthy of more honour than Moses, inasmuch as he that builded the house has more honour than the house. For every house has a builder by the same man, but he that built the house is God. So now we realise that we have a high priest and he's building a house. We are that house. Amen. See, this is the thing that we need to realize that if we don't take our position, we're not bringing glory to God. Mm. So if we take our position, holy brethren, approaching our high priest to offer praises unto him. Now, the thing is, we have the rights to offer up holy sacrifices. Holy sacrifices unto God. Thank you, Gary. Yeah, thanks, Pastor Keith. Um, before we go to you, Tom, I just want to speak to the people out there in the third dimension. Because we're traveling, we're at a different location, we are not able to monitor the questions tonight. But please ask the questions. And during the week, before we go live next week, um, I'll reply via email to you if I've got if you give us your email address, you can send your questions to um, gfcd.sozo, S-O-Z-O, at gmail.com, and um, we'll answer your questions during the week. Sorry, normally we have an interactive uh, facility available, but we don't have that available mm -hmm. tonight. I'm, I'm still monitoring the, the different pages and YouTube as best I can. Hi, Molly. I noticed you're there. Thank Hi, you Molly. for joining us. Oh, Molly's <laughs> a faithful watching GFCD. GFCD. Go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good on you, Molly. Uh, over to you, Tom. Yeah, that was good, uh, Keith, as well. But um, again, it begins with a therefore, so we'll look what it's there for. 
<laughs> now, if you see the previous verses, it all talks about Jesus as a suffering man, etc., uh, etc. Et so you can read that from the end of chapter two. So that's what it's there for. But he then, like Keith said, uh, he's then talking to holy. He then calls us holy brethren, or you know, so he's speaking to to those who have trusted in Jesus and believers, really. Um, but a lot of the time, the problem we have with that is that we don't see, we see holiness different to how God sees it. See, most people, most people looking at the exterior appearances. Um, I saw something the other day of a, a guy sat on a bench and he had tattoos and he had like, you know, Hell's Angel leather jacket, biker jacket and whatever. And he, in his bubble thinking, he was like, I'm in real trouble, you know, uh, somebody out there help me and either side of him was two people one had a bible and he dressed real smart with a tie and you know suit and the other the other one was a woman if I remember rightly and she had a cross on and their bubbles were oh you know he's he can't he can't be godly because of his appearance you know because he was a biker and you know maybe smelly and whatever and the guy reading the word was like well his bubble was well god you can't you can't possibly use somebody like him next to me and you see none of us can achieve that holiness without jesus and when we look at ourselves in the natural from 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 a fleshly point of view we'll never we'll never see ourselves holy but when we read the word then then the word can tell us and give us our position and our identity, which is in Jesus. And Psalm 24, verse 3 is, is a, a bit of a favourite of mine because I use it quite a lot, even though it's Old Testament. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who can stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Well, you know, the word, the word in the Old Testament said nobody, nobody had a pure heart. Nobody had clean hands. All our righteousness was as filthy rags. And there is non-righteous, not one. Today. So that was an Old Testament shadow and picture of, of our sinful nature. However, everything changed with Jesus. And now, now we can be called holy brethren, partakers of a heavenly calling. So heaven has now come and, and, and dwelt within us as believers. And we're anointed now to share with people the good news that, hey, you were like that hell's angel, you know, with the tattoos and the filthy, you know, oily smelly but in christ we're brand new creations we're, we're, we're made anew and so god we can now enter and be, enter into that uh, into that into that holy of holies now not based on our performance and what we look like or what we what we think like but based on jesus who is our who is not he's not only our high priest he's, he's our apostle as well he's a sent one jesus was sent from heaven to come to earth as a man, fully shamed, fully pierced, fully dead, and fully resurrected. And so we now stand in a resurrection position because of Jesus. And that should be our confession today, that we're not confessing that we're, we're worms, we're not confessing that, we're, we're, that we, we're nobodies. In the natural, we're nobodies, but Jesus has made us a somebody. And, uh, and so just to encourage people and uh, Jesus was faithful. And so he's looking for us to be faithful as, as a response to that.
Amen. Thanks, Tom. Um, before I hand over to Wendy, um, while Tom was speaking, what I was getting, Jesus said to us who are believers, he said, you're sanctified because of the word I've spoken to you. See, it's not because of our works that we are a holy nation, a royal priesthood. We are the righteousness of God in Christ. We are, we already are. How is it we are? Not of our works. It's a gift of God at the new birth. We receive righteousness. Our old sinful nature was crucified with Christ and we receive that righteousness. We become a royal priesthood, a holy nation. And that's what these verses in Hebrews are speaking about. You can't earn it. It's a gift. Over to you, Wendy. Um, I just like how um, Paul um, talks about um, confession um, or profession and um, he calls us, uh, wherefore he calls us holy. And um, sometimes we can think, oh, if we uh, are to call ourselves holy, you know, people might think, oh, well, who do you think you are calling yourself holy? But that's what um, Jesus calls us. That's what the word calls us. And uh, there's even a scripture where Jesus says, uh, be holy as, I am, as I am holy, or mm. another version, but be perfect as I am perfect. Mm. And at one time that used to really mess with my mind because I thought I used to think oh that's no, no not possible we can't be holy as Jesus is holy we can't be perfect as Jesus is perfect but the good news is it's not our own holiness now that we he's talking about it's the fact it's in our spirit and um, the fact that we've been made holy 100 percent the moment that we accept Jesus so part of our confession we should be declaring over ourselves and over other believers now that we are already holy. It's not something that we're trying to achieve by good works. And it's actually um, our state of actual being, not just when we die and go to heaven, but here, here on earth that we have been made holy. It's good how Paul here was bold you know, to actually write that and call them, um, uh, believers uh, holy um, so I just pray that um, as we speak and now that people will have an understanding of, of that very fact and a revelation that the Holy Spirit um, is actually showing us all on here and people who are listening that you know we are we are um, holy in the name of Jesus amen. Mm. amen yeah thanks Wendy that was good um, over to you, Pastor Kathleen. Well, I just want to read the, those verses from the New Living Translation. And so, dear brothers and sisters, who belong to God, I like that way, the other one just says, holy brethren, but this one says, brothers and sisters, <coughs> who belong to God and are partakers with those called to heaven. Think carefully about this. Think carefully about this Jesus, whom we declare to be God's messenger and high priest. For he was faithful to God who appointed him, 
just as Moses served faithfully when he was entrusted with God's entire house. But Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses. Just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself, for every house has a builder, but the one who builds everything is God. So here we see, and um, I was just looking at this little poem when um, Gloria was doing communion. See, in communion, we're remembering what he's done. See, we celebrate Remembrance Day every day as we remember him. And this little poem, it says, Your cross, all my refuge, your blood, all my plea, none other I need, bless Jesus, but thee. In thee have I trusted and cheerfully lay my hand in your hand for the rest of the day. <laughs> and that's what we have to do, you see. We have to see that we now, like Keith was bringing out in these verses, we are holy and we can now approach God through Jesus, who is our high priest because he's the one who presented his blood on the mercy seat for us. Mm. He was that living sacrifice. Because without the shedding of blood, there'd have been no remission of sin. And he has done that once and for all. See, really speaking, the whole world is saved. But what's happening is the whole world is not receiving that. Mm. The whole world is not receiving their salvation. But it's there. Mm. It's there for them. You know, um, we don't need any anything else outside of him because he's building it up. That's like Keith was saying. He, he, he is building a house and we are that house. Actually, it says he doesn't dwell in temples made with hands. You know? And um, when uh, Tom was speaking, you know, about the man with the tattoos, and um, well, that's okay if they're not saved. But I cannot get my head around someone who's saved, filled with the Spirit, dressing some ways they dress and that, because um, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are living epistles known and read of all men. You know, people can read you. <laughs> we do read one another. And, um, you know, I just, um, we have to present our bodies now a living sacrifice. 
And so when I read these verses here, I see that he is now my high priest. He, and because he is a holy, I am now holy too, because he's the one who made me holy. And when I got born again, I am now made in the image and likeness of him. And so I'm no longer my own. We can't please ourselves what we do anymore. We have to please him. And we have to find out what he wants us to do. And it's all in the book. And so he's saying here that God's, he, Jesus is God's high priest. For he was faithful, and God has appointed him. And Jesus deserves far more glory than Moses, just as a person who builds a house deserves more praise than the house itself. For every, build, every house has a builder, but the one who builds everything is God. And... We are now his house. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit wherein God dwells. I'll leave it there, Gary. Yeah, I just had us muted, that's all. Oh, you had us <laughs> muted, okay. Yeah, so, thanks, Kathleen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says that we are saved by the grace of God through faith. We are saved by the grace of God through faith. Um, Kathleen was talking about um, salvation, that the whole world um, is saved, but they haven't received it because by faith is how you receive salvation. But there's a verse over there in First uh, uh, John chapter 2, verse 2, and it says that he, Jesus, is the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation means redeeming sacrifice. He is propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the world. Yes. The sin issue has been totally dealt with, not just for those who receive, who have received salvation, but also for the entire world, for, for the, the ones like, there's a saying that uh, every saint has a past, but every sinner has a future if they will put their trust in Jesus. And that's what it's all about. So the, the saving grace at the, at the cross is extended to all mankind, but it has to be received through faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, who are we going to now? We've been around uh, everybody? Go to the next verse. The next verse, and okay. And while you're going to the Bible, to Carter Bible, I'd just like to say hello to Craddock, who's watching on on YouTube. Thank you for joining us, Craddock. Hey, and Craddock, also, were you, Susan were you aware? Susan is babysitting. Oh, he's babysitting. I thought he might have got caught out yeah. with the time change yeah. over there through... No, um, he's all right. He's all yeah. right, and okay. And Susan, hi, Susan. Thanks for joining us as well. All right, Okay. Um, yeah, so verse 5, and I want you to read to the end of the chapter, please, Gloria, because, again, I couldn't break it up because it all seems to be knit together, okay. and then we'll go to Pastor Keith. Okay. 
And Moses indeed was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which would be spoken afterward. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are if we hold fast to <coughs> confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion, in the day of trial, in the wilderness, where your fathers tested me, tried me, and saw my works 40 years. Therefore, I was angry with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Beware, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of, of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, it was not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses. Now with whom was he angry 40 years? Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? For we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Amen. Over to you, Pastor Keith, please. Thank you, Gary. I just want to mention this, that we offer up spiritual sacrifice, the fruit of our lips, to our high priest. Spiritual sacrifice through our lips to our high priest. This is why it's important to be thankful. But Moses was faithful. This is another thing. It's a matter, matter of starting this Christian life by faith. It's being faithful. That means you've started and you'll go to the end when Jesus comes. So there needs to be faith and faithfulness. Wherefore, holy brethren, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the propagation. This is why we emphasize that you establish your life on the word of God. Israel seen all those miracles in Egypt, the crossing of the Red Sea, they seen it all, right? They hardened their hearts. They hardened their, they had all that information. They hardened their hearts through unbelief. This is why we emphasize the word of God, that if God says something, you believe it and stay, keep be believing it. Don't let circumstances affect your heavenly calling, whether they're good circumstances or bad circumstances, for this simple reason. If they're good circumstances, some people have got so busy in the in the in the 
benefits that God has given them, they forgot the one that gave them the benefits. Right? So we need to, then if things get hard, some people get hard. You've got to remember, God is there all the time. And we need to keep our mind on the things of God. As I was emphasized at the beginning, knowing who he is and knowing who you are in him, it's vital. Because even if, if I talk to a lot of people, they know about Jesus, but they don't know him. So we've got to know who he is. When your fathers tempted me and proved me to say, and saw my works, wherefore he was grieved. I was grieved with the, the generation. See, we, we, we don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. It says you can, you can uh, uh, follow the Holy Spirit, be guided by the Holy Spirit, be taught by the Holy Spirit, and you can grieve the Holy Spirit. See, we're in the day now that from Pentecost, we are now being taught by the Holy Spirit to worship God, to bring the sacrifices, to understand the word of God by the teaching of the, what did Jesus say? He will lead you into all truth. He will glorify me. So we don't want to get away from what the benefit that God has given us in the Holy Spirit so to get a true revelation of Jesus Christ and we get the benefits of living the life here with him at all times. So they didn't enter in, remember this, they didn't enter in, not because they didn't know God, not because they didn't believe God. They hardened their hearts. They had a purpose that God would take them into the promised land. They lost their purpose and started thinking back to Egypt. This is what, Christ, this is what we Christians have got to be careful about. We have a purpose. Our purpose is to get to heaven. If we lose the vision of, our, of, of being with Jesus in heaven, if we lose that vision, then we can become hard-hearted. No matter what else is happening, I know my future is secure and I know where I'm going. Amen, yeah. And we need to thank you, Gary. Yeah, thanks, Pastor Keith. Such a great insight. Um, over to you, Tom. Yeah, there's, there's loads there, isn't there? Loads that we have to look at. And um, I was really thinking, I'm, I'm, as we're reading all of that, we get to the very last verse, and all the troubles came because of unbelief. Their, their wilderness years were caused by unbelief. Their hardening of their hearts was caused by unbelief. Grieving, grieving God was caused by unbelief. And I think it's the same today with us as as believers. You know, when we're, when we're um, when when we're when we're tolerating and um, and experiencing and putting into practice unbelief, I think it just you know it's like um, Jesus wasn't enough type of thing. And this was a nation of five million people, and like he said, they'd seen signs and wonders, they'd seen bread fall out of heaven that seen you know quails uh, you know birds fall out at the feet that seen all sorts of red sea parting and all the rest of it and yet they, they still had hard hearts well outside of jesus we can't we can't get a change of heart 
because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to get that heart that God wanted for us right from the garden. And you know, he got he got Israel out of Egypt, but he didn't get Egypt out of Israel. You know, they had this mentality. They had this, um, you know, this um, hard hard heart and um, mentality. And so, likewise with us today, we've got to make sure that. We've, we've got, you know, deal with the unbelief issue is the biggest thing. I, I, I once said to somebody, I showed them a fulcrum, which is a technical term for a seesaw. I don't know whether you have them in Australia, but kids sit on a seesaw, don't have the seats either end. And this guy was saying, oh, you know, I need more faith. I need more faith. You know, God, give me more faith and give me more faith. And God showed me a vision of a seesaw, a fulcrum with two seats and one on one end was was faith and one end was unbelief and we don't need to work on the faith end we need to work on the unbelief end if we if we get rid of the unbelief if we keep our mind stayed on the things of god stayed in the word of god what does god's word say about it there's no stickability in the body of christ anymore people get offended and leave and and go to this church and go to that church and, and grimsby is no different to any other place in the world i'm sure We've got people and they're just church hoppers. They're just hop, they, they go along to one church until they get offended and somebody says something they don't like. So off they go to another, take the problem to somebody else. And then they're happy there for a little while and then they leave there because of, of offence and stuff. There just doesn't seem to be this stickability of, of, of faithfulness to what God has called us to do. And we've been doing since 1997 and we've been abused and misused and and lied about and whatever stolen from and da, da, da. doesn't matter doesn't matter what matters is are we still following jesus and how and you see it it says there that our hope should should um should be firm until the end see we're not going to get any crowns until we get to the end our, our prize is 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 in the journey but one day, is, are we still going to be, are we going to have this stickability factor? And, uh, and that also comes because most people don't know what they're called to do. So find out what you're called to do. Find out what you're anointed to do. You see, we don't get involved in some parts of church life. Because why? Because I'm not anointed to lead a Sunday school of children. You know, I'm a so so stay in your calling stay in your lane stay stay in what you're anointed to do and then together god fits parts of the body together as 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 he perfects so just to encourage people that you know that don't spend waste 40 years in a having a wilderness experience god doesn't want us to live in a wilderness experience he wants us to live in in a magnificent experience he wants us to live in an abundant life and uh, there's more to say, but that'll be. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, unbelief. What is unbelief? Now that's a good question, isn't it? What what is unbelief? Can you answer that question? I'm speaking to the people out there in the third dimension. Do you can you in a few words tell me what unbelief is? Well, I'll tell you what it is. It's rejection of the word. All right? Unbelief we have a decision it's like a switch i believe the word of god says that god created the heavens and the earth do you believe that 
Or do you believe what the world tells you today about evolution? Evolution is a theory and it's wrong. It's a lie. And if you're believing in evolution, then you are up to your eyeballs in unbelief. <laughs> You've got to believe. You haven't got to puff yourself up in faith. <laughs> Faith is not something that you just <laughs> you work up. You believe or you unbelieve. It's a switch. It's a choice. The Christian walk is a step by step. I believe what the word says. I'm not believing what the world says. Enough from Gary. Over to you, please. Wendy. Um. Just briefly, um, I did um, like what um, Kathleen said about the fact that um, everybody is already saved. Jesus paid for the sins of the whole world. Uh, but um, it's similar to this where it says, so we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Uh, we know here it's talking about the promised land, uh, but we can um, look at it from the fact that, um, like Kathleen says, no, we are already said that people have to receive the gift of salvation. Um, so, but some people aren't receiving the gift of salvation because of unbelief. But hopefully, as people are listening, um, their people's minds, like all our minds, would be changed and we will receive that gift um, of salvation that we will know that when, um, like what Pastor Keith said, um, if we keep our eyes on Jesus and the fact that we will be with him forever. It makes all the problems here on earth seem a lot easier uh, you know, to cope with. Uh, so that invitation is um, available to everybody just to receive and don't not enter into eternal life um, you know, because of any unbelief, because um, the gospel is good news for every single person. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thanks, Wendy. And, you know, Wendy just put that really, really clearly. Um, salvation, everybody is saved, but not everybody has received that salvation. Now, there's doctrines out there that had would have you believe that everybody's going to end up in heaven. Well, that is just as wrong as you can go because you have to receive, I just quoted Ephesians before it says by the grace of God you are saved well if it was only that then the whole world would be saved because God's grace is extended to all mankind where, where it pertains to salvation but not all mankind have received it because by the grace of God you are saved by the grace of God through faith through faith you have to put your trust in Jesus to receive that salvation. See, Jesus doesn't get on the cross as people get saved. He was crucified one time for the sins of all mankind, all the past sin, all the present sin, all the future sin, for all of mankind, past mankind who had already died, present mankind and future mankind. He covered the whole lot. It was the propitiation for all sin of all time for all of mankind. 
So in saying that, the God side of it provided for all of mankind's salvation. But on our side, we have to receive it individually. You can say to a person, sometimes you, I say to a person, you're a Christian. Oh, yeah, I've always been a Christian. That's not right. <laughs> you were born in sin. You know, God doesn't have grandchildren. God does not have grandchildren. Just because your mum and dad were Christians doesn't make you a Christian. You have to receive your own salvation. You have to stand on your own before the Creator. Why should you be here? Because I put my trust in Jesus. Gloria. <laughs> You're pointing at me. <laughs> I think it's appropriate to have a salvation prayer right now. Um, I love putting her on the spot. <laughs> She's like a deer in the headlights, you know. Well, I think Gary's done a really ex excellent um, explanation of why we should place our trust in Jesus and he is already our Lord, but we have to just um, surrender and bow our knee to him because he is already Lord. We have to make that decision. He's that, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. That's right, absolutely. But is he your Lord? So how do you do that? If you're watching on there in the third dimension, maybe it's not right now, maybe it's sometime in the future and you've stumbled across this bunch of people, but this message has really touched your heart. Well, you know then that it's the Holy Spirit that is tugging your heart to come and receive Jesus, to fill up that God-shaped hole inside of you that nothing can fill up. Alcohol can't fill it, food can't fill it, uh, gambling can't fill it, pornography can't fill it. Nothing can fill that hole inside of you except Jesus. So if that's you right now, just close your eyes and say this very little prayer and have that reconnection with your Father God. Jesus, thank you that you went to the cross and died on the cross for me. I believe that you were raised from the dead that you are living and alive and I ask you now Jesus to come into my heart and I thank you that you are my Lord you are my saviour and I thank you for that in Jesus name amen wow guess what you just got born again mm. if you said that prayer again what born again yeah I was like that too I was born again and I didn't even know what born again was. The Bible says, Jesus said this. He was talking to a man named Nicodemus. He said, you will not see the kingdom of heaven unless you are born again. If you just got born again by saying that little brief prayer, prayer with Gloria, then you need to contact us because this is the beginning of your Christian walk. Send us an email to gfcd.sozo, S-O-Z-O, at gmail.com, regardless of where, where you are in the world, because you're our brothers or our sisters in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay, going right along. Kathleen. Kathleen, I hope you've kept your train of thought there, Kathleen. <laughs> Comment on all those verses, please. Oh, dear, what's happened? Praise the Lord. Well, yep. you know, um, 
There's so much in that, but you know, you could almost weep when you think what people could have. You know, and when um, Tom and Wendy were talking, that scripture just came to mind. You know, when Tom was talking about unbelief and faithfulness and In the parable of the sower, if you don't understand that parable, you're never going to understand any, you won't understand anything else because that's what Jesus said. But what kept coming to mind was while listening to Keith and Wendy and Tom and Gary was he said in that parable. It's the foolishness of riches. It's the foolish, the cares of this life. Because I know a lot of Christians, but they're not, they're so caught up with other things and taking cares and being anxious and it's choking the word it's choking the word it's choking the very life out of them so we have like these on one side we've got the unsaved on the in the on the straight and narrow we've got the faithful ones <laughs> And then on the other side of the ditch, we've got those that are safe, but they don't. They're blind, leading the blind. And, um, you know, when before when Tom was talking about um, wandering sheep, I call them Tom, when they got, you know, they're wandering sheep. They haven't got a shepherd and they don't know which field which pasture they're supposed to be in. And, but you know, you just stay faithful because Jesus himself said many are called and few are chosen. And you know, this is, our, our, this is the answer book for everything. In here, there is an answer for everything. And you know, I know there's going to be a great ingathering but I also know this, in the last days, there's going to be a great falling away. And that's what's happening. They, they're falling for the deceitful rich of riches, the cares of this life, and the foolishness of other things. Now, we can pray for souls, but I think we should be praying for these Christians that are it's confusion because they're looking to something other than what they've already got. Mm -hmm. They're looking outside of what they've already got. And, um, you know, I was ministering last week in Donnybrook and I said, you know, it's one thing to say the prayer like Gloria has just led people in the salvation prayer 
but it has to come from the heart. Yeah. It has to come from the heart. You have to believe what you're speaking. It's no use saying, oh, well, I'll do that. And then a few weeks later, well, nothing's happened. I've tried that. In fact, people have said to me, oh, I've tried that. I've said that prayer before. But if you really, really believe that Jesus Christ was born of the Virgin Mary, that he did suffer under Pontius Pilate, that he was crucified, that he did die, that he did go down into hell and took the keys back, and that he is risen from the dead and he is Lord. If you truly believe that and you confess with your mouth, Jesus Christ is Lord, you will know. You will know that you know that you know that he is real. Because I know when I first had that revelation, oh, I was so grateful. I'm in. I've got my ticket and I'm in. <laughs> and I've never looked back. I've never, ever looked back. So, you know, with these verses here, you know, it's today. Today, the only thing we're sure of is today. If we will listen to his voice and will not harden our hearts, but we will come to him and believe that he is. And like Gary was saying, believe is believing what he said, what he's done. Regardless, he did die for me. He did give me saving grace. He did take my place. And I am heaven bound. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Kathleen. And Kathleen, this case. <laughs> I just want to bring out the scripture in uh, verse 14. For we are made partakers of Christ. We are made partakers of Christ if we hold, for, hold to the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. So number one, you hold fast to the beginning and you stay to the end. But it's all in Christ. He's done it, as you were saying. He's done it all. Like we could say everybody's saved but everybody hasn't accepted him. Everybody's got the victory. Every Christian has got the victory. But we are receiving the victory. See, this is the thing. It's an unbeliever has to come to believe. A believer has to keep believing. There's more. Thank you, Gary. Amen. Amen. Thanks, <laughs> Pastor Keith. There's always more with <laughs> Jesus. And what I wanted to point out to you was the Bible talks just what Kathleen explained so well. I don't know about other Christians, but I know I went through exactly what Kathleen went. I, I put it this way, because I had said that prayer a number of times before. I'd said it two weeks in a row. But when the lights came on for me, when the day star arose in my heart, 
there was just no way that I wasn't saved. I just knew that I knew that I knew. And if you haven't got that, then keep saying the prayer, mate, because the Bible says it here. It says in Romans 8, verse 16, the Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit witnesses with your spirit that you are a child of God. If you haven't got that, then you are not born again. No man can tell you. We can't see your heart. We can't see your heart. We can hear the words out of your mouth. But you see, it's in two places. It's in the heart and out of the mouth. That is salvation that I'm speaking. You've got to have that witness of the Holy Spirit. If you haven't said it, go to your pastor. Go to the church next week. Listen to this Bible study next weekend. We, there's hardly a week. Sometimes we miss it because of times. We should have an altar call every week. Sometimes we miss it, but um, generally there's an altar call. Go to your own Bible. You don't need a man to do it with you. Open it up to Romans chapter 10, read verses 9 and 10, and pray to God based a prayer based on Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. Salvation is the simplest thing you will ever do. It is so easy. It's simple. But for God, it wasn't simple. For you to receive it, it's free. But for God to give you salvation, it cost him everything. It cost him the life of his son, Jesus. Amen. And I think we've just hit the hour, so I might ask Pastor Keith to close this Bible study with prayer, please. <coughs> Closing prayer. Okay. Yeah. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that leads and guides us into all, into all truth and brings you the glory. Father, I pray for everyone. Christian, non-Christian, going on or confused, that right, the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ lights their heart up and they receive the fullness that you have already given them, whether it be salvation, restoration or whatever it is, you've done it all and we give you all the glory in your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you to all the ministers on the screen and this big, big thank you to you guys who have been watching and asking questions. Again, that email address is gfcd.sozo at gmail.com and we'll see you this time next week. God bless. Bye, everybody. Bye, Thanks everybody. And bye to the ministers on the screen. Got to go back to family. Okay. <laughs> God bless. Bye. Bye. Praise God.